how the physician assistant and nurse practitioner professions have affected the health of the world. You are listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Lisa DeAndre, your host, and with me today is Dr. Ken Harbert. Ken is a physician assistant and the president of HealthWatch, a healthcare management firm that provides solutions for the utilization of advanced practice clinicians. He is a distinguished fellow of the American Academy of Physician Assistants and serves on the board of directors of the American College of Clinicians. He currently serves as the dean for the School of Physician Assistant Studies at South College in Knoxville, Tennessee. Today we are discussing how physician assistants and nurse practitioners have affected the health of the world. Hi, Ken. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Lisa. Ken, in the last decade, there has been a growing international interest in the physician assistant and nurse practitioner professions. This has led to many new international opportunities for PAs and MPs. Currently, there are PA and NP models in place in Scotland, England, Canada, the Netherlands, and Australia. And there's a lot of discussion and interest in Japan, Italy, Brazil, Ecuador, Vietnam, China, Germany, and many others. You were involved in starting the first PA program in the Netherlands. Can you tell us about your involvement in this project? I'd be happy to, Lisa. I was very honored and privileged to be invited to the Netherlands by Dr. Peter Boyce, the vice chancellor of the medical schools in the Netherlands, who I met when I was speaking at Thomas Jefferson Medical School in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, on the topic of nurse practitioners and physician assistants. Dr. Voice invited me over to meet with the Ministry of Health to look at the development of a PA profession, more specifically PA educational programs in the Netherlands. The idea for using PAs was basically that they had many, many practitioners, but they had long waiting periods. They found that many specialists who were physicians needed assistance in the hospitals, and basically they were looking at someone to provide many of the things that Dr. Gene Stead found that physicians needed back in the 60s when he created the PA program at Duke University. So you were also involved with PA programs in Italy, Vietnam, and Germany. Can you share your experience with those opportunities? In those areas, I met with individuals who were interested, again, in starting a either a PA educational program or looking at the model that we had in the United States. And I think the reason for that was twofold. Number one was that Dr. Richard Smith, who started the MedEx program at the University of Washington, had gone on to develop the MedEx program throughout the world and worked with the World Health Organization and the Institute of Medicine in spreading primary care health care providers throughout the world. Most people were fairly familiar with the idea of a primary care doctor's assistant or physician assistant. But what they were excited about was that they found that the PA, the physician assistant profession in the United States, had grown to such levels that we have over 139 PA programs in the United States, and we have over 68,000 PAs practicing in the United States. So many of these physicians in foreign countries, such as Italy, Vietnam, even the Netherlands, who visited the United States at one time or another, came in contact with a physician assistant and simply said, I'd like to have one of those. So my meetings with the individuals in Italy and other countries, specifically Italy and Vietnam, were more exploratory, and they're still looking at the potential for creating the PA profession in those countries. But while, like you have mentioned, 
many other countries such as Great Britain, the Netherlands, and Queensland, Australia have embraced that idea and moving forward to create a role for physician assistants. What about nurse practitioner programs? What has been your involvement with those programs overseas? That's a good question. I met with some nurse practitioners in the Netherlands who were very excited about the idea of having a physician assistant profession also in the Netherlands, but more importantly, I got the opportunity to see what they do in the area of primary care. In the Netherlands, nurse practitioners function as the gatekeeper in primary care before a patient is admitted to a hospital. I also got to meet a number of nurse practitioners at a meeting that I belong to, which is the Association of Medical Educators in Europe, where I met a number of nurse practitioners from Germany and also from Belgium. The German nurse practitioners were very interested in what nurse practitioners were doing in the United States, particularly the new doctrine of nursing program, and also were interested in how physician assistants and nurse practitioners are trained or educated in the United States. I was invited to Belgium to participate in a discussion regarding the use of nurse practitioners in Belgium, and I also was involved in Brussels in Belgium in discussing the role of nurse practitioners in the United States. I've had the fortune of being the associate dean for PAs and nurse practitioners for the University of St. Francis, so I was able to speak fairly well about the utilization, more importantly, the training of nurse practitioners. Listening to you talk, I think, working overseas, it sounds so exciting. But international PAs and NPs, they face many challenges that they don't have stateside. Like, what about malpractice insurance? There's a whole host of issues. Number one, I think the most important issue that they face is the idea of recognition. Because in many developing and developed countries, there's not a role model for nurse practitioners or physician assistants. A good example is in Holland, where there's really no Dutch word for physician assistant. And in many countries, being an assistant is a technician or a lower level of a healthcare provider rather than at the level that we commonly see the physician assistant utilized in the United States. You raised another issue, which is malpractice. The other issue is obviously safety, security, being utilized to the extent of your training and the role and responsibility that you'd have in the United States. All those things, I think, need to be taken into play as you look at moving overseas or going overseas to initiate the role. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Lisa DeAndre, and I'm speaking with Dr. Ken Harbert, a physician assistant and the president of HealthWatch, a healthcare management firm, and the dean for the School of Physician Assistant Studies at South College in Knoxville, Tennessee. And we're discussing how the physician assistant and nurse practitioner professions have affected the health of the world. Ken, we were just discussing some of the challenges that they face when working overseas. Some of the things that come to mind that I think would also be very important are the cultural issues and the language issues. I think those are very, very important issues, Lisa, particularly the cultural issues, because for many of us in the United States, and for those who have never visited a foreign country, health care is provided in a different way than we're used to in the United States. We don't have an MRI that we can readily find available for a patient, for example. But more importantly, 
the idea of health beliefs and the idea of taking care of a patient and referring a patient are much different overseas than they are in the United States. I think the issues that people really need to be aware of before they go overseas, culture awareness is vital. Regulatory regulations are important to understand where they fit in as far as something that you mentioned, which is malpractice, licensure, etc. And last but not least is how well the physicians they're going to be working with and other healthcare team members are aware of what their role will be. So role delineation, I think, is also vital. So in the United States, PAs can't come up with a name. We're constantly arguing, are we assistants? Are we associates? And we've recently all kind of agreed on advanced practice clinicians, or many of us have agreed on it. In other countries, what do they call them? Well, in other countries, they call physician assistants by a variety of different names, primary health care workers, doctor's assistants, vouchers were, were utilized in Russia. We're familiar with the concept of the barefoot doctor in China. All these were the precursor for what we in the United States define as a physician assistant. Today, it depends on what organization you're working with or where you're working. As I said, physician assistant or nurse practitioner might not readily translate to those foreign countries. So PAs need to be prepared and nurse practitioners be prepared to be called either nurse or practitioner or healthcare provider. I think the uh, lexicon for usage overseas is just as confusing as it is in the United States, if not more. That's not surprising. PAs also have another set of issues, which is physician supervision. The American Association of Physician Assistants has some approved guidelines for working overseas, but I would think that as a PA working in these settings that it's difficult to work underneath these guidelines. How do they work through the physician supervision issues? I think that's probably the key question. I think the key question there is, how does a physician assistant or nurse practitioner goes overseas know one, what's expected of them? And number two is, what does the physician or the healthcare system expect of the PA or the nurse practitioner? So again, I go back to having a very clear definition of what that person will expect of the person going overseas. As I mentioned, many physicians overseas are familiar with working with PAs because of their experience in the United States. So in that regard, it's a win-win situation. That person is already aware of how the PA or nurse practitioner would function, how the advanced practice clinician would be best utilized. But again, you run into problems with regulatory agencies, administrators, and others who really aren't familiar with that concept. So you have to be prepared to be, quote-unquote, the first person on the block to show best practices as they apply to that culture and that healthcare system. Can an American PA keep their American supervising physician when they work overseas? That's probably unlikely because even if you move from state to state, you're not going to be allowed to use that supervising physician to provide care, again, because of licensure and regulatory issues. The best thing it would be to have a supervising physician overseas that would be responsible for you. Meeting some of the physician assistants in the Netherlands, they have a very strong commitment with their physician, and they, again, have a job description and very clear role delineation of what they can do and what they can't do overseas. What really has been a, 
an eye-opening experience for them, particularly in the Netherlands, is that they can't do as much as they're used to doing in the United States. And that is because that role and that idea and that concept of practice is still being defined. Ken, if a PA or an MP is interested in working outside of the United States, where can they get more information? I think the American Academy of Physician Assistants, the American Academy of Nurse Practitioners, I think the World Health Organization is very, very useful also. And there's a number of other agencies. If they go on the Internet, they will be able to access a number of other agencies that offer them instructions very similar to what they offer for medical students and others that are seeking positions overseas. Thank you, Ken, for coming on the show. Thank you very much, Lisa. I'm Lisa DeAndre, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your comments and questions through our website at ReachMD.com, which now features our entire medical show library and on-demand podcasts. Thanks for listening.